to Larry's podcast. It's everybody's favorite segment. It's voicemail time. God damn, I don't say, I don't tell you kids this enough. I know I go out to get a pack of smokes and don't come back frequently, but you guys did a really good job on the voicemails this week. They did? Yeah, I think we have 10 voicemails that are worthy of being played. Uh, I'm so sorry. I could not bring myself to listen to you guys for more than 10 voicemails. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but, so there might be other good ones in there? Yeah, no, I listened to, I listened to all of them that called in because we record the show a little earlier. So yeah. I listened to like 20 fucking voicemails today. Yeah. A lot of them were really good. So if your voicemail's not here, uh, why don't you call in and leave it again? And then that way, when next week, when people just scream the word pussy into the microphone again, your voicemail, we can play it. All right. Well, listen, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you call 848-863-5343 or Record a voice note on your phone. Record some with your computer. You, you kids know how to record audio. Yeah. And you send it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Um, this first voicemail is called Asterios Call In Hospital. Oh, no. Is this about Gen Z Hospital? No, it is not, thankfully. Hey, King Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. Hey, this is Tad again. I wanted to say up front, thanks for answering my call earlier. I ended up taking Asterios' advice, not about the, the Fruit Loop coffee, but about jumping in front of moving vehicles. I'm in the ICU right now, and the doctors say I got a solid 50% chance. I don't know if that's 50% to live or to die, but Wouldn't I like the same. Uh, my question is, why do they make hood ornaments so pointy? Love the show. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, Tad, if you got a 50% chance and you don't know if it's 50% chance of life or death, wouldn't it technically be the same? Because you only have a 100% chance of anything. This is what you're telling. He's in the hospital. He almost died. Thanks to my advice. I mean, he did die because you told him to jump in front of a moving a car, you naughty whore. Okay. Well, A, I don't know why I kind of liked being called that. I did. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to have to explore those feelings later. Uh, but B... Well, at least the driver learned a lesson, right? That driver now knows, don't text and drive, look both ways, you know? So we could say that, like, Tad gave his life in the service of, maybe Tad saved 10 lives. What if this driver is, like, texting and driving, and they're Ubering, and they're TikToking, and they're dancing, and then, boom, they just hit, like, all those kids that Paddington went to school with, and Paddington. Like, have you ever seen uh, the parents that run daycares? They have, like, a rope that all the kids have to hang on to. Like, one of those, just like, yeah, exactly. And then, like, that rope somehow gets caught up in the engine and more kids, like, get just pulled into this, like, engine block. Yeah, Tad, thank you for sacrificing your life for justice. Tad, you're a hero. You're an hero. All right, this next voicemail is from Brian. Hey, Loudest Podcast, it's Brian. Brian! In a recent episode, Sarantia talked about how much of an absolute banger Chawa Head Chawa from DBZ is, and while she's right... I feel like your audience deserves to know about the equally great Ginyu Force theme song, Ginyu Toku Sentai. I do like that Here's song. Here's a little taste. Yes, we are super shallow fighting the pose of Misete Aro, so no utsukushi sarisha, Kizamazu Kogai. Take care. 
Bye. Nice fade down at the end there, Brian. I love the Ginyu Force. Captain Ginyu. Yeah, there is this very, that's a relic of a very specific, very bizarre period of time where all of these shonen shows had basically the same opening theme. And it's like a guttural (laughs) Japanese man just going hard on the gratuitous English like, we are fighting dream, da, 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 da. Well, see, but the fun thing about that Guinea Force thing is that that is a parody they were doing of like Super Sentai or what we call like Power Rangers stuff. Like uh, Goku lands on planet Cell, I forget what the fuck. And there's like this like little Guinea Force there of assholes. And you think that they're going to be like the bad guys. you Because it's like he just fought Vegeta and he just fought uh, uh, what was Vegeta's friend, Carrot or something. And so you think like, oh shit, he's going to fight like five uh, uh, Saiyans now. But it's like, no, they all immediately get killed. <laughs> but, and then like he has to fight this thing called Cell that can, re- or Frieza. Then he has to fight this thing called Frieza for like 30 episodes. Yeah, what I'm commenting on is like, you know how the, it, there's two elements of all of these Shonen shows from the early 2000s. I don't know when this was from, but Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, you could even see it, like the original One Piece, not the, his name's Zoro. He's just like a samurai. Which is great. And like Naruto, like the opening of Naruto, the first opening of Naruto was like, we are fighting dreamers. Blah, 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 blah. And the two elements are, you have a very guttural Japanese man and like tons of English in it for absolutely no reason. That's like great. You have a catchphrase in English and the rest is in Japanese. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. They're all good. Thank you for calling in, Brian. This next voicemail is called Things That Make You Angry. Hey, it's Darius and Sarancha. It's your old pal, Pinky. Pinky! Right. Pinky. So, today I've, I've been trying to, uh, to mow my lawn, and my lawnmower is being a stupid piece of shit, <laughs> and I got really mad, and I screamed real loud in my neighborhood, right? Yeah. And this kid As was walking do. by and looked at me like I was a psychopath. Well. So it inspired me to ask you a question now. Uh, what, what makes you so unreasonably angry that you look like a psychopath to other people? All right. I mean, yours is probably jump getting hit by cars, right? Like drivers who are laser focused on the road at all moments in time. I do get angry when someone, they always have this like dumb vacant look. They're like, do to do. I'm an <laughs> idiot. I don't care if someone lives or dies. Oh, well, I'm late to, I'm late to Wendy's. Oh, I better get there before I can't get a Baconator anymore. Time to irrevocably change someone's family dynamic. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Now you don't have a dad. You're gonna, you're gonna have to watch a lot of Doctor Kirk Honda videos. <laughs> Whoopsie! Now you get free college. <laughs> Something that infuriates me, and I think I'm the only one that this infuriates, is when I get that little piece of paper from a bank or a credit card. That's like. We're going to sell all your personal information unless you want to call this one number between these five days, between these six hours. Like, or when PayPal will be like, we're going to change your terms of service unless you like hand write us a letter and send it to us, say that you object to this change in terms of service. You know how many times I've sent PayPal a handwritten, notarized stamp letter telling them, no, fuck you. I don't agree to your new terms of service, PayPal. Twice. I had no idea that was even even a thing. Holy shit, that's frustrating. Yeah, you have to read to like the very end and like the the whole opt out thing. And then now we're VPN pilled. We're on NordVPN. Yeah. And I went to like 
a bunch of websites the other day, and my computer thought I was in London, so that I could, and I use London VPN so I could access London Netflix, which has Star Trek Discovery season three. <laughs> nice. And I'm going to these websites, and they're saying, "Hey." Just push this button and you'll reject all cookies. We know you're in the UK. Just push this button and you're fine. In America, they don't offer you the reject option. They're like, you either have to accept the cookies or not use our website. It's like, I have to pretend to be in Europe to not have my financial data sold. And there's one more new thing, Sriracha. I'm sorry. I know I'm going off on a bit of a rant here. No, tell me. But now in America, there's a thing where in if you're in California, you can one-click opt out of all your privacy or dress being sold, and you can one-click unsubscribe to subscriptions. But if you're in the other 49 states, you can. So I'm using Discovery Plus, okay, so we can watch 90 Day Fiance. And all of a sudden, I get a notification. They're like, we're going to start selling your address and your social security number and a picture of your asshole, <laughs> unless you live in California. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find one of my old Los Angeles addresses. And I went on to Discovery Plus and I gave them my old address. And I was like, I do live in California, actually, so don't sell my shit. And then yesterday, I got a shitty email from these people that was like, we looked into it. You don't live at that address. Are you serious? They're like, we ran a background check or whatever that check is, like a credit check. We ran like a check on your identity and you are not at that address, so we will continue selling your shit. We're Discovery Plus, fuck you. No Discovery Plus, fuck you. Oh my God, that's fucked. Yes. Holy shit. I'm going to have to VPN to pretend I'm in California so these people don't fuck me. That was my next question. Is, can't you just VPN through California? <laughs> well, yes, I can. And I, I didn't think of that until just this moment. So actually, thank you so much. This was a really great voicemail. Right, All that's right. It. I just yelled for 19 minutes. Sriracha, what makes you angry? See, now, mine isn't that as good because mine, I don't get like irrationally angry very often. Like it takes a lot to move the anger meter on this bitch, but it does not take a lot to move the frustration meter. So I have a very specific memory of at one point in my life I guess that what really pisses me off is time wasting like people who have no respect for your time and just feel like they are entitled and like wasting it like meetings at work about fucking nothing that could have been a goddamn email so I know everybody says that but the one specific instance I'm thinking of and this was probably extenuating circumstance but like I said it's hard to move the meter on me was in college. I remember my last finals week of college, I had to stay up for like two consecutive days awake, just like cramming and studying, just railing Adderall and trying to get everything done because I'm a fucking idiot who didn't plan ahead sufficiently. So I go to, there was this one class at uh, like 15% of your grade was showing up, which is fucking bullshit in the first place. Like it's showing up and getting participation points. I'm not fucking 12. If I don't want to go to my goddamn consumer psychology class, I shouldn't be penalized for that so long as I learn it on my own. You're paying for it. You're their boss. Yeah, exactly. So I go and the, it was like, it was the last day and the professor, instead of teaching us, sat there and went on this entire, he was like, now I'm going to fucking stand and deliver you. I'm going to, uh, what's that? What's that movie? Stand no, that's on it. Desk. Stand and deliver. Stand on a desk. He's like, I'm gonna go off on this whole big tirade about like guys. Uh, it was it was consumer psychology. He was like, 
everyone who sells you food is lying to you. It's so important to eat organic. And I remember sitting there crying and I literally started crying because I had been awake for two days and I must have looked like a fucking nut bar because I'm sitting there like tears coming out of my nose like shut the fuck up please shut the fuck up and end the class I need to go to bed please stop talking if we're not gonna learn anything can we please just leave <laughs> no that's much worse than my thing it's not no it no it I'll tell you why it's much worse than my thing nothing is worse than someone who thinks they have a good opinion and they can't wait to share it with you. Like, nothing is worse than, like, a guy in his 20s or 30s just screaming their opinion at a captive audience. At a captive audience! Oh, yeah. No, and it's not like I could fucking leave because I was like, what? It was that thing where if you miss more than three classes, you get knocked down. So I was like, I need to stay here. I can't fucking leave before the end of the class because I have to sign the sign-out sheet. I can't leave, but I have to sit here listen to this asshole with a fucking master's degree talk about how there's sugar in bread. It's like, oh, my God. This is torture. I need to go to sleep. Please leave. Let me guess. Did every class have a sign-in, sign-out, 15% attendance grade policy? Or was it just this guy? Just this Of course it was just that guy. I'm surprised I let you answer that question because I already knew the answer to it. You know what, guy? If no one's showing up to your class, that might be a you problem. It might be because you're fucking going like, coo 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 Like, I'm going to rip the poetry part out of my books. Oh, too, sir, with love. coo 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 yeah man fuck that guy fuck that guy fuck that guy so hard (laughs) wait okay i have a okay i actually just realized that i uh, i kind of conflated two robin williams uh points and so just uh, when before we move on because i don't want to get any voicemails about this dead poet society well in dead poet (laughs) that's what it was you stand up on a desk and you go oh captain my captain but in hook everyone goes and so I realized I just made like a dead poet's hook. So again, I apologize, listeners. Yeah, maybe if we had paid a little more attention in our literature classes, that we wouldn't be making silly mistakes like this. <laughs> uh, oh, this next voicemail is called Tony Soprano Makes an Argument for Psychedelics. Yeah. Hi, you guys are doing dumb stranger wrong. If you're only going to do drugs once a year, but then <laughs> when that once a year comes, you don't enjoy doing drugs, then you have to do psychedelics. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. But, Manny, I don't like psychedelics. Well, too bad, because it sounds like you don't like drugs and drinking either. So you might as well not have fun while doing psychedelics instead of not having fun while doing drugs and drinking. Um, I'm I'm making a bad argument, (laughs) but I'm right. So fuck you. And yes, it's okay to use my first name in this voicemail. And also, One Piece Minute is peak content. Thank you, Tony Soprano. No, it wasn't a bit. It was just a guy that sounds like Tony Soprano. Oh, okay. I thought a guy was going to be like, hey, I'm Tony Soprano. Psychedelics gave me the power to close my nephew Christopher's nose on a freeway in the final season of The Sopranos. Spoiler alert, I'm a kin killer, but killing my own kin is how I feel freed from the moral bondage of my own humanity. Hey, oh, bada bing. Gabagool, this Japanese animation funny shit I have seen in my life. <laughs> 
He turned himself into a pickle, Marty. <laughs> um, all right, let's address his point. Yeah, I am, I don't know, I'm really happy that when I do drugs and drink on Dumb Springer, it's not fun, because I've decided I'm, I'm going to try my best to not have a Dumb Springer 3. I've done two Dumb Springers, neither of them were great, neither of them were fun. The second Dumb Springer made me feel sicker than the first Dumb Springer did. Or at least if I do a Dumb Springer 3, I'm only going to drink. Because with the, I'm just not getting anything out of the weed anymore. Damn. It's, it's not making me feel like, oh, man, the colors, dude, let's, why don't we watch Dark Side of the Moon and see if it, if it like, it matches up with the Wizard of Oz, man. When I get high, I just want to eat. I don't want to eat all the time, so what's the fucking difference? Yeah, yeah no, I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want to do psychedelics, man. I'm scared of them. I'm afraid that I'll, like, permanently melt my brain more than it's already melted. Did I ever tell you about the the couple of times I've done psychedelics? Tell me, no. All right. A lot of times when I've tried psychedelics, they haven't worked at all. I tried mushrooms, didn't work. I tried uh, I tried um, LSD, acid, didn't work. I, try, I tried uh, what what is it? What's that? Uh, what's that nineties uh, UK club drug? Ketamine. No, keep going. Molly. Yes, Molly. Tried <laughs> Molly, didn't work. But one time I took a bunch of mushrooms and I went to the uh, Harry Potter land. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm going to take so many fucking mushrooms because every other time I've tried mushrooms, they haven't worked. And so I'm just going to fucking take a million mushrooms. So I went to Johnny Rockets because there's Johnny Rockets at Universal Studio City Walk. So it's like right there by Harry Potter land. And I just put the mushrooms on a mushroom burger and I just ate this burger and I really chewed this burger. Right. I'm incredible. How did you get mushrooms through security at Harry Potter Land? Oh, no. I ate them before I went to... I, I went to the Giant Rockets outside Harry Potter Land. Understood. Ate the mushrooms because there is no security at Giant Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> they just give you a handgun and a stun baton before you walk into the Los Angeles Johnny Rockets. <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, we have Crips in the left, and of course, uh, Bloods can sit here on the right. And I went to Harry Potter Land, and I wasn't feeling anything. And all my friends were throwing up. They were all like throwing up butterbeer, and they were throwing up into sorting hats. And I was like, God damn you, mushrooms! I didn't feel anything! But then... Like, at 2 a.m., me and my friends were all watching wrestling, and that's when the mushrooms hit. Oh, the no. The mushrooms hit me, like, 13 hours later, and I kept saying, you have to bring me to the hospital. You have to bring me to the hospital. Water tastes like fire. I keep <laughs> trying to drink water, but the water tastes like fire. You have to bring me to the hospital. I'm going to die. I remember my one friend calling my other friend on the phone and being like, yeah, Let's dare to say we uh, have to bring her to the hospital. Uh, you should get over here and see if we can fix this. And that was the one time we did psychedelics. Never again. Yeah, no, those are scary. I don't, I don't fuck with that shit. Yeah, I'm not doing psychedelics, Tony Soprano. Um, all right. Oh, this next voicemail is called "Why Is Polly Shore Funny?" Hey guys, it's Crossman. Hey, um, this is a question for Hysteria. Why, why was Polly Shore funny? That's it. That's the question. Why the fuck did you guys find him funny? So like, accusatory. Looking back, yeah, damn, this guy's mad at Polly Shore. He's just not at all. Like, was he was like funny in a cosmic way? Like, oh, that burnout. How did he keep doing jobs? <laughs> or is it like, you know, did you actually find like him saying things like that funny? That's a serious question. I don't fucking understand. Love you guys. Yeah, we love you too. Yeah, look, Polly Shore wasn't funny. He was just there. 
Pauly Shore got to be big because he was an MTV VJ. So he'd be like at the MTV Beach House in the 90s, holding a microphone, kind of fucking with people. And Pauly Shore got big because he was marginally talented, whereas everyone else on MTV was so untalented that... Like grading on a curve, you look like a superstar. And so every so all these like boomers in their fifties and sixties are like, oh, that kid's on MTV. All oh, the kids seem to like him. He's on MTV. Let's put him in movies. And that's how we ended up with Polly Shore. That's how we ended up with Ed, too, if we extend that line of thinking. It's like all the normies are like, eh, this guy is here. And then the TLC is like, oh, they like the guy that's here. Let's put him on fucking everything. Yes, exactly. Like Big Ed, he'll put on a costume. Like, what costumes is he dressed up in? I know I've seen him in costumes. Elvis. Uh, I want to say Santa Claus, too. I want to say Santa Claus the as well. Mucinex Booger. Yeah, exactly. You know who else will put on, like, a fun costume? Your uncle at Christmas. I should know. I'm your uncle at Christmas. I'll come in, and I'll be dressed like a robot, and I'll make the kids laugh. You don't need to be super talented to go to the Halloween store. But on TLC, they're like, oh, my God, this guy really pops on camera. Yeah, he really pops when he hits the brakes in his car. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd really like to pop some more of his neck up out of his grimace body. <laughs> Where is his neck? <laughs> uh, oh, actually, speaking of murder, this next voicemail is called Ted Bundy and shit. <laughs> Loudest podcast. What's going on? It's your boy, Smarty. Hey, Smarty. Uh, Hello. So I was listening back to a couple of episodes ago. And you're talking about Ted Bundy and shit. Um, but that actually leads me to a question I had to both of you because I love a lot of true crime stuff. Uh, and I wanted to know, is there any specific, like, true crime cases outside of, like, Jody Arias and all that stuff that you guys are I mean, fascinated wrong. by? Uh, stuff you want to talk about on the podcast? I'd love to hear the loudest podcast do a true crime thing at some point, but I don't know how that would go. Anyway, bye. To answer your question, I'm fucking obsessed with uh, true, not right now, but I've I've recently gotten into documentaries about stupid serial killers, and um, my recent favorite one that I've is a documentary that I've watched multiple times about this uh, girl. Her name was Jennifer Pan, I believe, and she's Canadian. And her parents are like super strict, t- stereotypical tiger mom shit. They're like, uh, you go and you have to get the best grades and be the best at everything, blah, blah, blah. But she's the best at figure skating. Then she breaks her legs and she's like, okay, well, I need to satisfy my parents' uh, thirst for tiger blood by academics. But turns out she's dumb as a stump. So she starts failing. She starts lying about her grades. And she also starts lying about uh, volunteering at a hospital. I don't remember if she dropped out, but she was either on the precipice of failing out of college or she'd already dropped out and she was just fucking lying about where she was going all day. So one day her parents follow her where she's actually going is she's going to just smoke weed with her boyfriend all day. So her parents get suspicious and follow her and realize that she's going to her boyfriend's house and she's not going to the hospital volunteer. And then they look up her grades and they find out she's been lying and all this stuff. So you sit her down there. Like, hey, Jenny, you have one of two options. OK, option number one is you can fuck off out of her house and then you could do whatever the fuck you want. You could sit around with your boyfriend all day. Option number two, you can stay living in this house, but you are literally not going to be able to fucking leave except to go to college and go to volunteering. And we're going to be checking your grades like a hawk, blah, blah, blah. And so Jen decides that neither option's really going to work for her. So she hires a couple hitmen. 
<laughs> to kill her parents. And how they get, how she gets caught is she claimed that while the hitmen, so the hitmen come, they attempt to kill her parents. They end up successfully killing her mom. Jesus Christ! Her dad lives. It's like shameful. <laughs> you couldn't even murder us, correct? <laughs> um, so how she gets caught is she claims that the murderers had tied her to a banister and she called 911 while uh, her hands were tied to the banister. And then the detectives are going back over this. They're like, wait a fucking second. How'd you call us if your hands were tied to the banister? So they look, start looking more at it and the cracks start to appear. They're like, we know you, you did. So you had something sus to do with this. And then they find, I guess they used burner phones and they thought that that was going to uh, stop them from being caught for arranging these hitmen. But the forensics team finds the burner phones, finds like gigantic big long conversations between her and her boyfriend about them killing her parents so you have resentment against your parents do you sriracha what you sriracha really like this story of a girl who murders her controlling parents I do. I love it. I, I watch. There's a documentary on it called like TCI Crew Crime, True Crime, and mm-hmm. I watch it like once a week. I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Interesting stuff. There's also an awesome. I can't recommend that channel enough. I don't know the name of it, but it's really really good. Just look up uh, Jody Arias story, and it'll be the first thing that comes up. Oh, it's we've like talked a lot about Jody views. Arias on this show. Yeah, but there's this other great guy. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was in a parking. He was coming home from his son's wedding. And he stops at a 7-Eleven with his uh, girlfriend to get a bottle of wine. Girlfriend goes in the store. And next to them, there's a car full of teenagers. And the teenagers, I guess, are playing loud music. So the driver, the uh, dumbass uh, boomer who thinks he's entitled to everything, is like, hey, can you turn that fucking music down? And the teenager's like, yeah, sure. He turns it down. And then the other kid comes out of the 7-Eleven and is like, hey, why'd you turn the music down? And he's like, oh, well, that guy told us to. And he was like, ah, fuck that guy. So he turns the music back up. And then the fucking stupid-ass boomer is like, fuck you. I told you to turn that music down. And the kids are like, no, fuck you, asshole. So then the boomer pulls out a gun yeah. and starts shooting at them. And yeah. ends up killing like uh-huh. I think he killed one of them mm-hmm. but he fired like seven shots into the vehicle and he said he felt threatened yeah he's like I felt threatened and the, it, it's so fucking frustrating to watch because all of these like police interviews are taped he's like I'm the victim here and the detective's like you realize that you fucking killed someone right He's like, no, but they had a gun. He's like, we looked in the car there was no gun. He's like, well I thought they had a gun and the guy's like, well if I think somebody has a gun, that doesn't give me free license to just shoot them. <laughs> In Florida, it does. Yeah. That guy knew his stuff. <laughs> I'm guessing this guy got away with everything. No, he went to jail. He's in jail for a long time. Oh, thank God for the love. Jesus, for the one time castle doctrine. The one time a, a crazy guy yelling, I feel threatened. Bang, 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 bang. You don't have castle work. doctrine over a 7-Eleven parking lot. That's not you your do. house. In some states, you do. In some states, if you feel threatened, it doesn't matter where you start blasting. <laughs> like, you can just start. Bl- That's why it's so great. There's like, um, you know, I go on the drunken peasants all the time and they always play those videos of like a guy who uh, refusing to wear a mask and like trying to start a fight with like, with like a fucking Walmart employee. And the thing, the crazy guy always yells, he always yells, I feel threatened. Like, I feel like this is like a magic spell. 
spell that allows them to just snap someone's dick because in some states it is a magic spell that allows you to snap someone's dick. I feel threatened. So anyways, it started blasting. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I don't like... I'm glad that if you, because you alluded to being into true crime and then out of true crime. Can you stay out of true crime? That's going to fuck you up. Well, excuse me, uh, as a white bitch, as a dumb white bitch, that is part of my culture is wanting to fuck serial killers. So <laughs> please respect me. Oh, this next voice was called listener is concerned for Asterios' health. Asterios, what's wrong with you? What? Hi. Break it up these screech fights. Oh! You run in front of these cars. You need to calm down, man. Yeah. You're you're being too much of a badass. Ah. You gotta calm down. Well, anyways, um, maybe maybe you should talk to your therapist or something. Yes, it sure. sounds like you got some issues. You probably work those out before you end up end up dead. You know. Also, how how'd all those investment goes? How how are you? Did you give up yet, Asterio? <laughs> Give up yet? Paper-handed still bitch. Strong with game song. Um, I'm still nine shares I'm, shares deep. In GameStop. You still have nine shares of GameStop. I will literally never sell. I just I just like being involved in this. What are they worth right now? Let's find out. At last I checked, it was like two hundred. That's way. But I still sold at like sixty dollars. All right. While well, Siraj is looking up her thing, out of the thousand dollars that I had set aside for investing, I lost. 800 of it on GameStop because I was a paper-handed bitch. <laughs> then uh, then listeners recommended a couple of healthcare stocks. I bought it on those, lost another $50. But then I took my last 150 and I invested it in this one small pharmaceutical company named CTXR. I don't know what those letters stand for, but... It's up six dollars and fifty one cents. I'm really proud of you. Like each share, or in total? No, in total. Uh, each share. I I think I own like three shares of it. But whatever CTXR is, whatever they do, I've clicked on like some of their things. They're trying to make a reusable catheter because apparently, when you have a catheter up in your guts. It can get infected. And so when you pull the catheter out and have to replace it with another catheter, that creates like an avenue for more infection. So they're finding a way to make like a catheter that stays sterile, even in your pee hole for longer, and it'll make people live longer. And apparently people are real horny about this catheter. Well, uh, I'm also... Ugh catheter gross uh gamestop is at 160 by the way it's at 160 i've been absolutely ass wrecked by options these past week and i've got so ass wrecked that i don't think i ever want to trade options again jesus christ what the you're trading options on helix energy yeah i lost uh 80 of the money i put in 80 percent yeah no and i'm thinking well, you're you're probably thinking sarancha what does helix energy do i don't know i saw i'm talking about it on fortune so I bought it and I lost. <laughs> Actually, listener Fire Lord King, who is this is a little bit of a spoiler. He's the new Patreon champion. Oh, he's he raises pledge to forty dollars a month. Holy shit! Yeah, so like, but we'll celebrate him like the next time we do it. But like, congratulations, Fire Lord King. He sent me a DM on Patreon. He said to Diamond Hand something called the Jets. ETF. It's literally called Jets, J-E-T-S. He says it's a collection of global airline stocks. And when COVID stopped fucking shit up, like 
people are going to pay whatever they want, whatever they can to get on these planes to go to these vacation spots. And he says, Jess is going to soar. And he's like, go Diamond Hand, all in on Jets. Oh, I'm going to buy some uh, call options on Jets. So the, you heard it here first, listener. Bad, and by the way, this is non-financial advice. We are not financial. Not financial advice. Not fi- we don't know what we're doing. I licked a plate out of the dishwasher yesterday, so don't take financial advice from me. It was a dirty plate. It she- had ketchup on it. Ketchup's good. It was in the sink. That's where the garbage food goes. You got to think of the sink like it's the garbage. Yeah, I I also eat out of the garbage. Yeah, we fantastic a lot of our food. Um, (laughs) One more thing, though, I want to say. So, like, the only person who has given me investment advice that has paid off big and then some is Sriracha. Yeah, as is tradition. Because out of all, like... I, I wanted to do a thing where I was like, I'm going to take every single stock tip someone tells me. And I did. I was like, this will be like a fun little social experiment. See if it works. I'm like, none of them worked except Sriracha told me to buy Chainlink. And I bought $200 worth of Chainlink. And about a week ago, it was worth $350? Yeah, ABC, bitch, always buy Chainlink. Always be closing, always buy Chainlink. It's a simple principle. If it doesn't matter how much you have, just buy more of it. Yeah, I uh, I bought I bought it at, uh, I think, like $31. And I'm saying to myself, like, I got in way too late. Because Sriracha bought it at, like, 15 cents. I bought it at, like, $31. I'm like, I'm too late, I'm too late. It was worth like $50 the other day. $50. Yeah. Because that lady said she'd show her boobs if it reached $50. And then she showed someone else's boobs and never got upset. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, Junko is backtracking now. Now she's like, if you like $50 chain link boobs, you guys are going to love $5,000 chain link boobs. It's like, all right, Junko, chill out. Well, we never saw the $50 chain link boobs, Junko. Well, okay, this at least is some evidence that this actually might be a lady. Because if it were a guy, he would have just gotten that. He would have just bought access to a lady's boobs and put them out there. Like, I can see a lady not wanting to show her boobs. I mean, who knows? It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Um, So, Sriracha, thank you. You're the only person whose investment advice has been correct in my maybe my whole life. My next cryptocurrency recommendation is Statera. What the hell is Statera? If you know, I don't know, but it's going to go through the roof. If you know know how to use Uniswap, get in quickly once the gas fees stop fucking everything up. This is why Ethereum, fucking Ethereum is why we can't have Quackcoin either. Because it'd be like $40 to airdrop Quackcoin. No airdropping fees on Ethereum. Wait, Q, what did you say? Get a QC trade? What, What was that? I think I said Uniswap. I have no idea what you're talking about. What is about. Uniswap? That's what. What is Uniswap? Uh, it's a decentralized application. Google it. Why don't you read about it, a book about it in the library or something? Do you not want people to know about Uniswap? Is that why you're upset to tell me about Uniswap? Yeah, it's a secret. Shh. Okay. Oh, actually, this voicemail is called Tony Soprano Apologizes. <laughs> I would like to apologize <laughs> for my tone in that last voicemail. This guy um, I, I'm a little medicated right now, and I just get like so worked up over One Piece and the power of stupid drug use and uh, voicemails being good. So uh, have 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 a have a good day and all that shit. And uh, <laughs> bye. 
Tony, we love you. Thank you call in every week, Tony. Tad, we want more <laughs> great sound effects bits. All you keep calling it. I love all you kids. Actually, wait. This last voicemail is called Fuck You, Don't Call In Again. Yeah, fuck you, guy who left this. Don't call it again. Hey, Uncle Asterio, Samantha Sorancha. Aw. Just giving you your daily updates since I started my vow to leave a voicemail every day <laughs> till I'm on the lottery podcast. Stop calling. So today I wanted to ask it. A very groundbreaking question. Is a pop tart a sandwich? No, fuck you. Don't call it again. There you go. You got your you got your shout out. <laughs> it's not a sandwich. That's stupid. I hate these dumb, stupid, normie conversations. Like, oh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, dipshit. You know exactly what a fucking sandwich is. If anything, it's an empanada. <laughs> which is also not a fucking sandwich. Fuck you. Fuck you guy. I'm blocking your number. <laughs> but is it the sake of argument? Like a sandwich is like two layers of carb with something in the middle and it's like if you get an unfrosted pop tart that's got two layers of carb and it's it's like a jelly sandwich so like in in london you can get a jelly sandwich or a jam sandwich they don't believe in peanut butter over there. they think it's the devil they call it old roger which is actually why his name is gold roger remember a long time ago i was like why is this guy named gold roger is it like jolly roger is it like gold beer what the fuck is this Old Roger is, the, is an old 1800th name for the devil. Old Roger, Gold Roger, Gold D Roger, Monkey D Luffy. There's a connection. We'll figure it out. And just like the connection that the two pieces of like carby kind of waffer put over the jam. I hate these conversations. This goes right back to the wait, time waster. This is a time waster question. You know fucking damn well what a sandwich is. And you know fucking damn well that a hot dog or a Pop-Tart or whatever stupid ass thing you come up with next week is not a sandwich. Fuck you. Is cereal soup? Fuck you. That's another one. Fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. Oh my God. Fuck you. Cake or pie? Hmm... Ah, you wait, you actually liked cake or pie. No, I did not. Yeah, I'm just stopped. waiting for you no, to be I, finished. Something part of that some part of cake or pie tickled your mind grapes. My mind grapes have never been tickled and they never will be tickled. Alright, look, I also hate all those questions. I think that uh, th- those questions I've never heard them called time waster questions. That's great. But like those time waster questions are the cards against humanity of conversation. Yes! Oh my god, they totally are. They totally are. Like the weather is a more interesting topic to me than this stupid time-wasting bullshit. Yeah, at least with the weather, I might know that I gotta get an umbrella tomorrow. They're the most normie stuck fucking adulting Harry Potter Disney adult shit. I hate them. Fuck you, guy who called in. Okay, how many times has this guy left a voicemail? I don't know. I stopped listening. What? Wait, what? Okay, so this guy might have been doing this for like three months? Probably. <laughs> okay. Well, guy, you got on the loudest podcast. Let me give you a couple of tips if you do want to get a voice about the loudest podcast. Um, number one, ask a question real fast. Like, don't do 25 seconds of patter and then get your question at the end. B, talk fast. Talk way faster than you think you should be talking. Talk like micro-machines fast. Because if you talk micro-machines fast, because you're not like a broadcaster, you'll actually be talking at traditional broadcast speed. And then three, go inside. Go inside. Go inside your bedroom. Get under the blankets. Put your phone in your mouth. Stop driving and leaving voicemails or else the stereos will throw himself through your windshield. Some of you people sound like you're literally at the Indy 500 
hundred in the stands going like, I can't wait to see someone die. Uh, hey there, guys. It's Billy. Like, just go inside. Get under the blood. Go under your bed. Go inside. Get in your closet. <sighs> And that's uh, that's uh, that's the best advice that we could give you for getting a voicemail is fucking oh my god! Please stop driving and screaming into the speakerphone. I beg of thee. Yeah, just ask us a question. Just ask us a like we always do it on the show, or we do it on my call-in show. Like, what's the coolest crime? Who's the best mascot? What's the best pre-packaged snack you can buy in a store? Just a big open question, and then. If you want, you could give your answer to that question, and then just let us take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You call 848-863-5343 if you want to leave a voicemail, or you send your voice note to the loudestpodcast at gmail.com. This is a Friday Night Funkin' Spot take. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You look so nice. Friday Night Funkin' Spot take two. And three, two, one. Hi there, fellow kids. We heard you like Friday Night Funkin'. That's why this month's sticker I'm proud to announce is the Friday Night Funkin' Loudest Podcast Crossover. You got Asterios as the boyfriend. You got me as girlfriend. You got Nathan Nazary. I can't do this very good, but I'm going to try. <laughs> As my dad. He's my dad. Dad, please talk to me again. Dad, please unblock me on Instagram. I need money for college. Anyways, head on over to patreon.com slash Asterios. For just $15, you can join the Sticker Club. Every month, brand new sticker by artists like Mimi Yori, Berries and Cream. And you get access to the video version. We have hours of content ready for you. Head on over to patreon.com slash Asterios and get your sticker before it's chooky as fuck. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Now, joining us today, it was one of my favorite comedians. He's a TikTok star. Oh, He's a fitness enthusiast. Wait, you don't like being called a TikTok star? It's Grant Mooney of the Thought Cop. It's a little cringe, but I'll go with it. I, I am, I guess. You know what's more cringe? Not being a TikTok star. I guess so. Think about all the people that are, like, trying. Every day they wake up and they're like, I'll learn this new dance. Oh, I bought this outfit. And they do. It's got, like, six views. I mean, anytime I uh, get more followers than one of my peers, I almost feel guilty. I'm just like, why do I have 8,000 followers on here? And other people that are plugging away that are funnier than me have 4,000, 5,000, 2,000. What did I do? That's a real loser attitude, Grant, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, by I'm the way, in case listeners are wondering where Saranch is. She uh, wanted to be no part of this segment. Uh, she thought the topic was turbo cringe, as she called it. Yeah, she's and, right. uh, but we'll get to the topic. Well, yeah, no, she's correct. We'll get to the topic in a second. But, like, are you Catholic? Is that where that guilt comes from? Yeah, yeah. I think you should go. Here's what I would think you should look at it. Look, if other people were as funny as me, then maybe they'd have all these TikTok followers. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's it's part talent and then just part luck, you know? It's this this whole oh. algorithm business. It's it's a lot of luck. No, that's true. Okay. Just real quick, let's now that we've talked about your TikTok for all this time, tell people what your TikTok address is before we move on to the meat and potatoes of this segment. Uh at Grant.mooney. There you go. I it's at Grant.mooney. It He's, you gotta fo follow him on the TikTok, guys. Follow him. All right, that's yeah, a good time. So, I saw Grant rage tweeting about oh. the Snyder cut of Justice League. I could tell the movie was upsetting him in a way that 
he's, I, I don't know, he's not usually mad online. Right. But, like, there was, like, a pure, uncut, rage is the only word that comes to mind. Just, like, a white-hot core of rage that you put into a killer robot. So... I was like, I, I was like, I want you to come on the show to talk about the Snyder cut. So to be fair, one, I didn't watch the theatrical cut. You figure with a movie like that that they would sort of explain as you go along, which it did, but it did it very poorly. And I didn't know what they did what not the fuck explain. They didn't explain so much. What did you think was going on when? Lois Lane was talking to Martha Kent, and then suddenly Martha Kent left Lois Lane's apartment and transformed. What did you think was happening? I gotta be honest, I don't even remember that happening because the movie you was don't four hours what? long, and I couldn't. I I can. I only have so much attention that I can pay to this shit. I was trying my best throughout this movie. I was trying my best to stay plugged in. And honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't. Grant, Grant, I'm going to repeat this one more time. When Superman's mom walked out of Lois Lane's apartment, transformed into a man from Mars named the Martian Manhunter, said... The world needs you too, Lois. Then transformed again into an African-American military general. You forgot that scene? I forgot it. Also, I was I was on a, a pretty strong edible at the time, too. I'm an unreliable narrator. No, hey, Is what look, you'll, what you'll learn to find. That's okay. Look, like the Joker. Reliably funny on TikTok. Yes, the Joker is an unreliable narrator. And he may be an unreliable navigator, as we find in the post-credit sequence, Nightmare, spelled with a K, Grant. Did you know that? It was the Knightmare? Yeah, no. Uh, it, Zack Snyder is nothing if not subtle with his wordplay. Did you know that they wanted to name this movie? They he wanted to name Batman versus Superman, Son of Sun and Knight of Night. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. All right, now you ask me a scene that you are confused by in this movie, and I will help you. Yeah, what the fuck was going what was going on in space? What were these fucking space orc guys? What were they doing? They had this whole Lord of the Rings-esque battle in space with these space orc guys that were flying about battling these CGI humans like centaur looking humans with wings they're called they're called parademons oh my god it was what the fuck was that what was i looking at with my eyeballs now look why do i care about any of it now none of the questions you just asked are answered by the film so i'm glad you asked them okay um thousands of years ago uh the first time that dark side who is not steppenwolf Darkseid is Steppenwolf's boss. Very confusing. You'd think Steppenwolf would be Darkseid's son because that would kind of make more sense and play into like all the father and son stuff, but Steppenwolf is not Darkseid's son. Darkseid tried to conquer Earth, and the only thing that stopped him from conquering Earth was an alliance between Atlanteans 
Amazonians, and men. Now, whenever Darkseid tries to conquer a planet, he drops three mother boxes there. The mother boxes combine to form something called the Unity. And the Unity is what terraforms the planet that he's trying to conquer immediately into his home planet of Apocalypse. Apocalypse is like a barren wasteland devoid of life. And speaking of life, what Darkseid discovers when he lands on Earth is that Earth is the home of the, quote, anti-life equation. Remember when Darkseid was, like, touching the ground and then, like, a big Omega symbol was in the ground? I don't know. Maybe. Why, Look, do, they, the, why do they have uh-huh. to... Why? How come with all of these movies they have to collect a certain type of shape? Why is that a thing? <laughs> why is it always we have to go through Earth and collect a shape? Why is that interesting? I get it with the with the fucking chaos emeralds that uh fucking Thanos puts in his glove or whatever, but like uh, those are the infinity gems. Those are yeah, same emeralds. that's what I said. Uh but like why why do they why do they all have to collect a shape and the shape all, all the shapes they get together and they do a thing? Why do I care about these shapes? Just destroy the Earth. I mean, he wants to conquer the Earth. He's like a he's an intergalactic warmonger, much like Thanos. In fact, if you were looking at Darkseid and you were like, why does he look like Thanos and want what Thanos wants? It's because they were both created by the same person. But anyway, Darkseid realizes that Earth is the home of the anti-life equation. Uh, but before he can harness the anti-life equation's powers... The good, an alliance of men and uh, underwater elves and and overwater orcs. I, look, the alliance fucks them up and sends him packing. They almost kill him. And in this ho- and then after leaving, Darkseid forgets what planet the anti-life equation is on. He forgets, and apparently, Earth is the only planet that he's tried to conquer. That he was not able to conquer. So you'd think he'd start there while looking for the anti-life equation. Well, I don't have the anti-life equation, and there's only one planet that's ever fucked me, so maybe that maybe let me put one and zero together, but no, he doesn't. So Steppenwolf is just conquering planets just because they're on his to-do list, and he just like ends up on Earth. But we're supposed to believe that Superman's death scream is what activated the mother box that the Amazonians have because now that there's no Kryptonian on planet Earth, the mother boxes are like, oh, this planet would be good to conquer, which is why they have to bring him back to life. Now, did everything I just say make sense? This is completely incomprehensible. What happened to just a guy in a striped shirt with uh with the hoodie pulled over his head with the the eye holes in the hoodie? What happened to that guy just robbing a bank and Superman flies down and goes, "Hey, don't rob a bank, you fucking idiot." Uh and then he takes him and he throws him into the sun. What happened to that? Why are there space orcs and and shapes and demons and sizes and demons and and all this shit? What this is incomprehensible. This is ludicrous. When they suddenly all said, "We're gonna have to bring Superman back to life," what did you think of that? I I don't even I don't even know what to make of it. I'll be honest. I. 
kind of weird, right? What, I didn't know what was happening the entire movie. I didn't know why anybody was doing... Why did they need to bring him back to... Like, I get that they need to bring him back to life, but is that just a thing that they're just like, yeah, we can just bring people back to life, that that's a thing that's acceptable within this universe? It, this I feel like funny. they skipped that mm-hmm. part. No, no, they... Is, uh, look, if you think they skipped that part this time, which they did, you should have seen the Whedon theatrical cut. Uh. Like... They're just all in a meeting, and one of them's like, well, we could bring Superman back to life. And then someone else goes, it'd be risky. And then literally, like, the next scene is them digging up his body, and then they just bring it back to life. At least this time, they were like, uh, maybe we should dig up his body real slowly. Like, remember that scene where they were like, look, we could be, we could dig this guy up real fast, because you're faster than light, and you're a robot, but uh, let's take our time. Did you remember that scene where they were kind of like, contemplative about digging up superman's bones to hook up to an alien box like what was that not contemplative enough for you i i just like how in what in what logical sense do you even think that that's like within the realm of possibility like what what's the what's the step b in between a and c where you go oh let's let's do this what like where where's the human human aspect of this thought process where you would go like hey is this gonna work and someone goes i have no fucking idea like why didn't they put that in the movie is what i don't understand i think one of the issues is that no one is like a big brain like if tony stark was there and he was like i hate to say it but i think i figured out a way we could use these robot boxes to bring back this guy Uh, oh don't think of it tony don't think i can't stop the like no one in that room seems smart enough to figure this out. And I get right. that Batman's smart, but he's more like Sherlock Holmes smart. And remember, Sherlock Holmes doesn't know that the Earth revolves around the sun. Because, like, Sherlock Holmes is not smart about everything. He's only smart about, like, solving street-level crimes. Right, exactly, yeah. Okay, now when the Flash tried to bring Superman back to life, but realized that the lightning missed. So he ran even faster to rewind time just a little bit fast, far back enough so that they could bring him to life. Did you realize that the Flash was rewinding time? I mean, yeah, that was clear, but like, like how? How? You know, because... I, and here's the thing. I, I get that that's also a trope because that was used in... What was it like the fourth Superman movie with um what's his name that was paralyzed um Richard Pryor no not Richard Pryor a real one definitely not Richard Pryor Christopher Pry guy what about Pry guys they're Fry guys but they look like Richard Pryor I like that I'm gonna write this down Christopher Reeves uh like the well he's in all the Superman movies well wait a minute he's in those Superman movies but I'm saying like that was one of the things that was like oh if I just fly in the reverse of the earth I'll go backwards in time like I get that but the flash just goes so fast that he goes past the speed of light and that that turns back time that doesn't make sense they didn't even use well, the trope properly. Well, wait until you hear about his time treadmill. That's right. They give him a time treadmill 
I mean, they did give him one, and you saw the effects of it, but it just wasn't explained to you properly. And the only reason you know that he had a time treadmill in order to go back in time to communicate with Batman's dream, saying that Lois is the key to all this in Batman versus Superman, would be if you read the Wikipedia, which is very hotly edited. A lot of people are real angry in this the Snyder Wikipedia page. It's a little, it's it's a real firefight. Yeah, that's my favorite thing when I'm in the middle of a when I'm in the middle of watching a movie is to do homework so that yeah. I understand the movie. That's my there's favorite thing a, to do. There's just a lot the movie doesn't tell you and doesn't seem to want to tell you, and Which, I just I think it's very funny. And that's that's fine if if you set up certain rules and you allow, or even if you don't like explicitly state the rules so long as like the rules are sort of there and somewhat comprehensible you don't have to explain like oh i have a time treadmill and i can go back in time just like make it so that it's understandable and believable within the setup rules of the movie the movie doesn't really explain a ton to you but what did you think of when superman got angry and almost killed batman that was pretty cool right I don't know. It was stupid. It was the it whole was, thing. Was was, even even the fight scenes in this movie were like not good. Well, oh. you didn't like you didn't like when they cut off when they decapitated Steppenwolf and then kicked his head through the portal like a soccer ball. Also, did you recognize that Granny Goodness was there? Granny Goodness was there at at uh, at at Dark Side Side. On the planet Apocalypse, spelled with a K? I I must have missed that part, but uh, I guess that that was all right when they kicked his head like a soccer ball. That's fine. No, man, it was weird. It was like... What, 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 it what felt you, uncharacteristic, but yeah, I mean, it was I mean, funny. That's the, I mean, look, it was hysterical, but uh, I mean... I just don't remember. I've read a lot of Justice League comics, and I, I've watched a lot of cartoons, watched a lot of these characters uh that's un that's pretty brutal to uh decapitate the guy and then kick his head to his boss and then his boss crushed the guy's head and it's like did you like this guy like so everyone in this scene sucks like it kind of would have been cool if dark side was like whoa 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 jesus christ what are you guys doing Right, right that guy had a family and hopes and dreams yeah and I, I just, I get that sense from the the entirety of this movie, and it's it's missing that basic human element of just, so, like, so much of it just felt joyless. No movie has taken itself as seriously as this movie takes oh my itself. God. It's god it's awful. Like, it's every, uh, but this is where we disagree. I kind of like it. I like that it's this weirdo's weird vision it's like is this a good superman movie no absolutely not it's it's not a good it's an okay batman movie a lot of it you a lot of it you would only understand if you'd read the comics right but it's kind of interesting like a nerd some nerd because this Zack Snyder guy like i've seen him at comic-con i've seen him talk he is just a quiet nerd like he's not the th- like his fans are out of control. He is actually pretty cool, low key. But um, 
it's like, yeah, this quiet nerd like really wants to see an alternate future where Darkseid uses the anti-life equation to corrupt Superman, take over planet Earth, and then have Superman fight an alliance between Batman, the Joker, and Deadshot. Did you know who Deadshot was? No, and I still don't. Slade Wilson? He was the guy that hung out with, uh, with Lex Luthor on his boat. Oh, you know that okay, guy that yeah. looked like shit. That guy was like, Luthor, you're wasting my time. I just left a cosplay convention where I dressed up like one of Rob Leafield's wet dreams. Check out this eye patch I have that sucks. This eye patch that looks like it would just kind of get lost in my empty eye socket. Oh, he's Bruce Wayne? Yeah, okay. I guess that does make sense. Like what wow, so seem, many uh-huh. so many of these scenes, like they didn't they didn't even need to happen. So many of them didn't add anything. And I, I get your point to a certain extent saying that like, oh yeah, this is just some some weirdo's vision for for whatever. I famously um do you remember when Zack Snyder said like, oh, you think Christopher Nolan's Batmans were dark. Well, in my DC cinematic universe, Batman could get R-worded. He could get sexually assaulted. And you're like, Zach, that is not that is not acceptable for you to say Batman's gonna get sexually assaulted and that that's your concept of like a dark universe. But the really the, the my my big problem with his whole concept of like what what is digestible within this frame of what his conceptualization of this movie is is the fact that i could sit through a weirdo trying to make a comic book movie for purely only the fans if it wasn't four hours long i'm sorry i really stopped paying attention to you after you said that there was a line where Zack snyder was like my batman could get sexually assaulted and then i was like let me check what Grant is saying. Ah, I see here, businessinsider.com, an old Zack Snyder interview. Uh, the URL is just Zack-Snyder-Batman-Prison-Rape. This yep. is not good. Okay, he yep. did say this. Yikes, yep. Zack, what are you doing? Like Zach. this is his this is his concept of like what is going to make this movie good is Batman gets raped. It's like... Yeah, man, I don't think that this is, like, what people want out of the movie. They want to watch superheroes do fun superhero things. I don't think we need to see Batman dropping the soap in prison. I don't think that that's acceptable. Wow, you've really taught me a lot about Zack Snyder that I didn't know. And by a lot, I mean one thing that really (laughs) says a lot. There's a whole encyclopedia in that one comment. I, I, I don't like it. All right, before you go, Grant, yeah. are there any other questions I can answer uh, about this film? Um, you know, yeah. were you confused when some Icelandic girls just started singing and then like sniffing Aquaman's sweater and like really giving it like a big deep sniff? God forbid Aquaman left one of his socks back at that fjord. Those ladies would have gone crazy. Uh, are there any other questions I can answer about this film? I mean, no, because I can piece together a lot of that type of stuff. But, like, 
some of the some of the directorial decisions to include and or rewrite and or reshoot and or freshly shoot certain scenes like I know it was a big deal that they put Joker in this movie and Jared Leto finally had his one comeuppance as the like a good the Joker but you know, uh, spoiler alert, as as though we're not too far into this already. Uh, spoiler alert, Joker's in the movie for five minutes in a dream sequence because Batman can't stop dreaming about Joker. And it's just like, at what point throughout all this, they're, they're finding these magical shapes. There's these intergalactic metal men that are going around destroying planets killing people we're talking about bringing superman back to life we're talking about getting the justice league together at what point do you go yeah i don't care about some fucking clown that's rotting in a jail cell like not the time and place to include this guy why did they include him why did anybody care that he would be included and why did they include him in such a stupid fucking way to put him in a dream what, that that was inherently meaningless. Now, now look, look. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut you off here. It is not a dream. Those are clearly visions being left in the Flash's wake as he runs along the cosmic treadmill. Now, if you'd seen Batman versus Superman and the scene where the Flash starts screaming at Batman that Lois Lane is the key to all this, and then we find out that Lois Lane's death is what caused Superman to become susceptible to the anti-life equation. Great, I feel like you got nothing out of this film. We all learned a lesson, which is the only way to deal with violence is with overwhelming more violence. And that's how you stop bad things from happening. You become a worse thing. You become the monster that they fear, Grant Moody. Well, it's just like what... It's just like what Nietzsche said about uh, staring into the abyss and making sure that, you know, those who... Those who spend their time with monsters uh, best take care that they don't become one themselves. That's right, nihilist Kermit. Now, sing to me about the gray. Sing to me about the gray connection. Well, that was Jordan Peterson. Why are there so many dark thoughts in my mind? Yeah, they (laughs) why? God damn it, Jordan Peterson. Okay, look, Grant. Thank you for watching this movie for your fans. I gotta say, (sighs) yeah, you did it. You did them a solid. Who was the person on your podcast that did their homework? It was our friend Josh. He does things like that. We we kept asking him why he watched all of the movies, and he said that he didn't enjoy them, and that he had just like a very sort of disgusting, um, like self hatred thing going on. That he he had a uh, a morbid curiosity to see how bad these truly could be, and that. He would never put himself through that again. So, well, look, if you want to see bad, you got to see Batman versus Superman. That's the one where Batman clocks Superman over the head with a toilet. Do you know about the toilet clocking? No, because I didn't want to watch that one either. That's the one where Lex Luthor serves a senator a jar of pee pee right before a guy's wheelchair bomb explodes, destroying the house and set it. 
You hear about that? You hear about the peepee bomb? I tried to stay. I mean, as the peepee wasn't the a stuff. bomb. And the peepee wasn't a bomb. Yeah. Oh, what did you think of how long the movie was? I can't think of a minute I cut. It was all necessary. It was the tightest four hours and ten minutes in this history of streaming television services. All I can think is that I'm glad I took edibles before I watched it because there's no way I would have made it through. I was the only person that did that during our viewing, and I, I, I feel for the other two that watched it at the same time that I was watching it. I really, I, I feel for them. I feel bad for them because at no. least I enjoyed myself. At least it was funny that the movie was bad. I don't think that Kevin was enjoying how bad it was. I think he oh was just going through some existential turmoil. God. Oh my god, that's so great! I can just imagine Kevin going crazy. All right, oh, well, he's hey, listen, screaming. I've kept you here long enough. You just did an episode of Thought Cops. You're probably exhausted. Uh, thank you so much, Grant Moody. And Grant, uh, where could people hear you? What, this episode that you did about this movie, where could people find it? Uh, so if you go to patreon.com slash thought cops, uh, our $2 tier is uh, a bonus spinoff show called Fire Bros. Uh, similar to Thought Cops, but it's Fire Bros. It's a little, it's a little uh, Fahrenheit 451 to our... 1984 premise of the regular show um and we we either burn things or we put them in a library or whatever the fuck the premise is but uh thought cops uh on patreon patreon.com slash thought cops it's the two dollar tier you become a, a voluntary firefighter i guess is the tier name um and then just yeah listen to the regular podcast all right well i just went to patreon.com slash thought cops because i really want to hear you guys go crazy while you're listening to oh it. you'll i so, think you'll enjoy it i am now a member of the thought cops volunteer fire department this oh thank great. you very much no thank you um all right we gotta go we'll talk to you later thank you so much yeah no problem anytime sriracha a lot of people are asking me where was that fight you broke up and when was that fight you broke up I think they want to use like GPS positional locational data, timestamps, EXFIF crap. I'd like they're, they're, these guys are like deep in this. Yeah, damn. They want to know. They want okay. So the fight was either April 16th, 17th, or 18th. I think it was the 17th. I know that because Sriracha was visiting her friends. Um the McDonald's was at 430 86th Street. Brooklyn, New York, 11209. So if you can look at every video of idiots fighting in the 86th Street area on April 17th, I'm one of those idiots. And if you find it, you get to be a leader in the Council of Autists. Yes, and if you find it, you can be an elite captain in the Council of Autism. In the Council of Autists. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. A lot of people are asking, how can we join the Council of Autists? It could not be simpler. If you want to join the Council of Autists, you're in. Because you know if you want to be in the Council of Autists or not. Oh, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like, look, we would like a score in the high 30s or above. Because this test goes to 50. People are sending in like 41s, 42s. 
Someone sent it a 45. That is an overwhelming amount of autism. The test stops at 50. <laughs> oh, by the way, guy who sent his test results to his wife, please call it and tell us how that's going. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know. So look, if you want to get into the Council of Autism, congratulations, you are accepted. Now, I'm only asking for one thing, which is I want you to pitch an idea that we can all focus our abilities on. Or as Sriracha might say, focus our autism on. If we all put, it's like a laser. You know how lasers, like they all go together and focus on a single point and then they can crack glass. Like if we all laser focus our autism on one thing. That's, see, th this is my whole theory of the case here, which is like a bunch of people captain planeted their rings <laughs> and they all aimed it at Warner Brothers until they got that Snyder cut. Like a bunch of people captain planet their rings until they get the video games they want until people finally release the director's cuts of things or finally release this toy or that. Like, do you know how many goddamn Ninja Turtles toys are coming out today in the year 2021? So many because these Ninja Turtles kids do not shut up about these toys on Twitter. There's this thing in the wrestling action figure space where there are these, uh, they're called like um, WWF retros. And for years, Zack Ryder, he's a wrestler and he has a really great wrestling podcast. Um, he's been saying, we want retros. We want you to make more retros. We want you to make more retros. Finally, this year, Mattel's like, we heard you loud and clear. We are going to release more retros. And we're finally getting a Mean Gene Okerlund figure. Nice. Nice. Who the hell were your wrestlers supposed to cut promos to before? The air? The sky? There's only so many in-camera wrestler promos you can cut. There's only so many times you can put your wrestlers on Piper's Pit. Eventually, they're going to have to talk to Mean Gene. Now they can. Because people laser focus their abilities. So, this is what we want. Pitch us an idea of something the council could accomplish or do. If there's like a video game that's never gotten an American translation. If there's like a television series that you really think deserves another season. If uh, Here's kind of something that I just found in the news. Uh, there is a rare African gray parrot that is missing in Brooklyn. And the person that owns this African gray is ridiculously wealthy they're a real estate magnate this african gray like hung out at their real estate office and was just like rock you're evicted rock rock <laughs> get going rock all your stuff's out on the street rock this person has put a seven thousand dollar reward on this parrot damn and they're saying they also say this in the in the letter because they're putting up these like, little flyers all over they're like and by the way if you found the parrot and you're hanging on to the parrot because you really want a parrot, I'll also buy you a parrot. If we find this bird, we can all split seven grand and me and Sriracha cannot split the parrot because we're keeping the parrot. Yeah, no, sorry, it's our bird. <laughs> we're, keep, we're keeping the parrot, but we'll put the parrot on the loudest podcast. So that'll be the third mic. Oh my we'll God, We'll finally yes. have a third mic. <laughs> so... That is how you join the Council of Autism. All you got to do is you got to come up with a concept of something we can all laser focus our abilities on. Email it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com if you want to write it up. Leave it as a voicemail, 848-863-5343 if you want to talk it out. DM me on Discord. Send us a Patreon message. DM me on Twitter. But make it a message. Don't just tweet something at me because so I get 
so many people are tweeting garbage at me all the time. <laughs> Every hour of the day. Me too. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I just don't want it to get lost. So like, DM it to me on Twitter. Send it to us here on Patreon. Sriracha, do you have any questions about the Council of Autism before we continue? No, but do you want to hear my idea of the problem that we could solve? Oh my god, yes. I didn't know you had an idea. Okay, so everybody wants to fuck their waifu. <laughs> True or false? True. Everybody wants to fuck your waifu, but you can't fuck your waifu... <laughs> Because she's not real. But you can fuck your waifu on Artificial Academy, which is a game. It is a not a dating simulator, but it's a game where you design girls and then you go to school with them and you can fuck them. So my <laughs> theory is that we figure out a way to port characters that we create in Artificial Academy out using like codes or something. And then anybody, we will take requests and like create characters that look like your waifu and then you can fuck your waifu. Okay. In Artificial Academy. All right. Let's start. Okay. First up, I love this. So <laughs> you're not going to hear this is, I love this idea. So actually, you've told me in the past, like, is Artificial Academy some kind of like weird game that like you can't get on certain things or is there some, some kind of problem with this game? The problem with the game is that it is Japan, Japan only, and it's it only translated using patches. There's like an eight minute long tutorial on how to download it because it's incredibly complicated and it's hard. And there's like a 40 page installation guide if you don't read goddamn Japanese and it's difficult. So we're going to make it easy. Okay, now this sounds great. If we could find a way to license Artificial Academy and release like an American version of it on itch.io, that would be pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah, I think you're thinking a little big, but what's too big the for the Council power of, of autism? autism has to, we're here to solve big problems and do big things. They had a whole Snyder Cut. <laughs> All right, well, if you want to join the Council of Autists and help us get our anime titty porn, you got to join today. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget, if you join our Sticker of the Month Club by pledging just $15, by the end of the month, you will get our Friday Night Funkin' Sticker. It's Mia's boyfriend. It's Sriracha's girlfriend. It's Nathan Nazari as the evil dad, daddy dearest. It's great. Nathan Nazari, Nathan, Nathan Nazari as the nefarious owner of Odie Eats, <laughs> <laughs> the world's first Odie-themed restaurant. Oh my God, I would such prefer an Odie-themed restaurant to a Garfield-themed restaurant. I'd be like, this guy fucking loves Garfield. Like, you go to Odie Eats, you know the guy there actually gives a shit about Garfield continuity. And I'd be like, U.S. Acres stuff in there, that'd be so... Oh, no, 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 enough of this! We love you, we'll talk to you later. Bye!